Hey, TCBs. I'm Ashley. And Amanda here. And this is still allegedly. just with you yeah no we didn't we didn't leave each other we're still we're just continuing this is yes. part two of michael malloy but amanda was like super bummed that she couldn't figure out what was happening yeah I she did not want to wait a week i should have just told you you had to you that would have been so mean i should have been like shoot you should definitely wait too if everybody else like gina has <laughs> to wait you should too but no she threatened my life she was like i know how to get rat poison it's in your drink already, so. I don't know how to get rat poison. Isn't it illegal? No. <laughs> I think you can just buy that shit down at the store. <laughs> it should totally be illegal and locked up. Um, Poisonous things you can literally buy down at the store, like antifreeze. You can buy rat poison at Lowe's. And even though it doesn't come in as like a powder, you just throw that shit in the blender. Ninja it into a powder. Yeah, you can get stuff like that at Lowe's. I'm sure you can get it down at, like, Home Depot, Walmart. Yeah. You realize there's poisonous things in the store. I know how to make chloroform. And it only takes two ingredients, and you can buy that shit yes, at the this, dollar store. We had this conversation. I do remember that. Oh. She's like, and that's fine, like, but the rat poison is <laughs> But you were all worried, like, I hope nobody ever looks at my search history because I just looked up how to make chloroform. Seriously, we live in 2023, and they have, like, the incognito tab. Do you know what this is? No. Oh, you clearly don't use that. So if you go to, like, Chrome, here's a little lesson for you. If you go to Chrome, right there, you go up here to your little three things, you can go new incognito tab. Says you've gone incognito. Little Sherlock Holmes looking thing there. Now you can browse privately and other people who use this device won't see your activity. Chrome won't save the following information. Your browsing history, cookies and data, information entered into the forms. So nobody knows what you're doing. Yep. <clears throat> My children are no longer having cell phones. <laughs> or any device that has internet. I'm going to get them all a flip phone where <laughs> they have no internet. They can just literally text and call me. Maybe, I mean, you didn't know about it, so maybe they don't. They probably do. Kids nowadays be super smart. Ryan, though? Um, well, he thinks things pass through his lungs. I would doubt it. I would doubt it, but who knows? I hate this. I wish it was like when so we were So it's kids like and we now if you go phones. take their phone to see if they're like watching porn, you may not know if they're doing an incognito. That's not right. It's on all devices. And on Apple devices, I think it's called something else. Pretty sure. Fuck my life. Yeah. See, look at that. You learn something new every day. I didn't want to learn that. I would have been better off not knowing that. Did you want to go back to Femiquins? Femiquins. I love Femiquins. <laughs> Me too. I would They've go become like a big and then part put of my life. Like a big sign at the foot of one and say, this Femiquins name is <gasps> Darcy. Oh my God. First of all, could we do that? We can't do that. But can we like adopt a Femiquin? Like adopt a highway? This Femiquin. And then we dress it? Is sponsored by a Shanda. Its name is, I don't like Darcy, but. That's the first thing that, I don't know why it popped into my head. <sighs> Darcy. 
Matt liked that name for Abby. I shot Absolutely that. not. I you know who I think about? On Jane the Virgin, Darcy, the one that, no, remember her? Yep, that's not who I think of. Uh, I think of. Um, that's just who I thought of. I Darcy, know. the MTV show. Darcy. What? I did not watch that oh. stuff growing up. Remember, I grew up under a rock. Yes, you did. So. That's a great story. Can we talk about murder now? <laughs> okay are you ready to find yes, out yes i am because the amount of poison and alcohol that this man is consuming and he's just still waking up and coming back for more i know it's crazy. Is unbelievable so you know what the murder trust thought the same thing they're like, what is happening? Why it's like is a, it's like it's like they're being punked in so, 1932. Seriously, Ashton Kutcher, right? Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. What would be like the 1932 version of Ashton Kutcher? I wonder. I don't know because I wasn't around. So, <laughs> what year was Lucy and Ethel? Are they in the Lucy. I don't know. I'm. I don't feel like googling it though. I don't either. Um. So, unfortunately, every single drink that was given to Michael Malloy that did not kill him was coming out of Tony Marino's pocket. Of course it was. So he's got to be running low. Yeah. So he's like paying for all this shit. So you're already needing money and you're paying for all this shit and it's not even working. No. Come up with a new plan, my dear. He's so dumb. Or let it go. Maybe find a new murder victim. This one's a little difficult. So, if he continued going the way it is, the insurance money might not even cover the cost of trying to murder him in the first place. That's how go. much money he was spending. Let it go, dude. Yeah. You, remember, he could end up getting $76,000 in 2022 money, right? The equivalent. You're spending $76,000 to try to kill a man? Yeah. Genius. You, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. No. So, there was another plan. Oh, God. Okay? Let's because you need one. to. Food poisoning. The man's got to eat. You can't just live off of alcohol and poisonous stuff. But I mean, clearly he can. can. He kind of can. <laughs> he can. But at some point, he probably should put actual, like, food in his belly. So, <clears throat> Tony Marino was like, food poisoning, though... Maybe we should involve, like, arsenic, cyanide, or some uh, actual poison, right? Because that's logical. Use that kind of stuff, right? Okay. That was not what they decided. (laughs) So they decided to use rotten fish. (laughs) Like, you you know how you're like, okay, there's food poisoning, but there's food poisoning. So food poisoning would be like... I'm poisoning you with something that's going to kill you. But then there's food poisoning where you eat something that's funky. Yeah, and you spoiled. And you sick for a day from the front and the back. And then you're like, or maybe not the front and the back. We have the front and the back. I'm thinking top and bottom. I don't know. You sick from everywhere. From the top of your face to the bottom of your arse, right? So you're throwing up and shitting. Right. Yeah. You're getting all that nasty stuff out of you. Right. Um so that's the food poisoning that they went with. Just food poisoning. <clears throat> so smart. 
So Pasqua confided to all of his, his little team member buddies here that he had once buried a man who succumbed after, after having raw oysters and whiskey. He was like, my dude, this is it. This is, this is it. I once buried a man who died because of this. It's going to work. What happens if uh, Michael doesn't like oysters? I don't know. Let's find out. So Tony ordered that very concoction, but he added a modification to it. Of course he He's did. like, I got a better idea. Let's do tainted raw oysters. They are going to be soaked in methanol. Methanol? Like, yeah. Like, methanol. Yeah. He's like, it's great. So, Michael Malloy just ate it, you know, had it, left the bar. And came back at noon the next day? <laughs> Went to bed. Pasqua sat there going, this is it. This is fucking it. Just wait. We're going to stay up all night. We're going to make sure that we hear the ring-a-ding-ling of a dead man. Okay? The next day, Michael Malloy came back. And he was like, hey, loved that. Let's do it again. <laughs> Seriously. You cannot kill this man. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, my God. I would be so angry now. It would just be like, I have to do it. I don't care about the goddamn money. I have to figure out what Seriously, will make him go down. Just get a machete at this point. All right. A gun, something. I don't understand. I don't understand. Choose somebody else. There's got to be another person <laughs> that's going to go down. Like they could have had like five people killed by now. The the prostitute, the homeless prostitute, was easy. Get another one of them. Yeah, at yeah. This point. get one of them. Why are we just sticking with the same man? I'm telling you, it's making him angry. Now Literally, have to. all he had to do with the other one was get her drunk, get her naked, lay her on an ice wet bed, and open a window. It was that so was it. easy. Yeah, this is turning. The amount of hoops that this is a circus. This is this is a shit show. This is like a flea circus. (laughs) This is something I'll tell you. Because this makes me very Sherlock Holmes like getting a little bit. Hmm. (laughs) What's happening here? Nobody knows. Nobody nobody knows. knows. I would have if I look at antifreeze, I die. Exactly. I if can't I, believe I, I haven't dropped dead just saying antifreeze. Could you imagine? Antifreeze. <laughs> Nobody saw that. I just shoved my face against the wall. That hurt, actually. That hurt. That hurt bad. Okay. I just hit my head off the wall. It's not funny, Amanda. Stop it. On purpose? I did. <laughs> I literally, I act out when we talk. And nobody can see it but you, but I hurt everywhere right now. My shoulder, I hit everything off of that. That hurt. <laughs> Literally it, the wall. That's hard. <laughs> it's a bar. It's a fucking wall. I don't know what I thought it was going to do, but it's hard and it hurt. Wow. Don't do that. <laughs> you have at least the door. You know, oh my God, could you imagine if I was sitting there and I did it, I would have been flying out the door. I would have been folded up in your folding door and it would have been you a hot mess. You can't sit here because you would definitely have fallen backwards into the shower. I've already gotten hurt by throwing myself into a wall and getting my arm stuck in between a pole. There's only so much more that can happen here. <laughs> my god at least you didn't get your finger stuck in here yet good thing no because i try not to touch it because then it hears it oops right good job (laughs) so the murder trust is sitting here looking at him wanting more of this nonsense going 
Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. I now know what Great Depression means. I am depressed. <laughs> yes. I'm angry too, and my, I'm not there. My murder person, the guy I'm trying to murder, will not die. I am in the Great Depression. <laughs> Why? Why won't he die? <laughs> Why won't he die? He's fucking awesome. I don't want him to die, by the way, but I'm just so <laughs> perplexed <laughs> on what is happening. Oh, kudos to you for perplexed. That sounds handsome in my tongue. Should be blind in my mouth. such a hearty laugh my back hurts the murder trust would not have needed to do much to me (laughs) falling off the bar stool would have killed me yes yes. we just need (sighs) to make her fall to hit her head and we're good not even it's like not even i almost died from a wood chip last year that's also that was not last year that was was two years ago and it was time flies i almost yeah i almost died from covid COVID. that was my fault see you are trying to kill me (laughs) Okay, so, of course, the murder trust is sitting here going, what the fuck is happening? He's not dying. You said this was a sure thing. Maybe they should leave somebody else in charge. They re- Isn't Pasqua... He's the one that did, like, oh, yeah, there's a faint heartbeat. And, and then what? he yeah. was like, no worries. There was a man who came in, and he ate this stuff, and he died. Stop listening, listening to Pasqua, all right? Yeah, yeah. There's four other members. Listen yep. to them. Yep. What's... What's Tony Marino doing? Where's his ideas? Does he have any? Where's the doctor's ideas? Wouldn't he know what would kill somebody? Maybe. Maybe he's not a real doctor. Oh. He's just one of those fake ones or something. I don't know. Who knows? But anybody's. So all of these people are all of these non working ideas led to them going, okay, I'm up for more ideas. Anybody have any ideas? Raise your hand. Just let me know. So Murphy came up with. A positive sure thing that was going to work. I'm just saying, positive sure thing. You probably should have went with it first, but okay. (laughs) So he said, if Michael Malloy could be fed some poisoned food. Okay, okay. Poisoned food is different than food poisoning. Right. From the free lunch tray, that would be, that would do it. That would do it. That would do it. So, of course, everybody's like, yes, get it, girl. That is a good idea. Hands in. One, two, three. Murder trust. Woo! They were all about that. Did it work? 
Here's what happened. Okay. So at the mermaid, they always kept like a few cans of sardines. Oh, I love sardines. For sale. Okay. I don't, I've never had a sardine. I don't think I want it. Um, Because when there were customers that were hungry, they're like, it's fine. Sardines. I don't know. Maybe it was like really cheap. So they were like, yeah. Yeah. So their clientele like had more interest in drinking than eating. So the cans actually were never used. Oh. I mean, most people go to a bar to drink. Drink. Um, I know bar food is super good. Ecom's likes to be like, yeah, you see me at a bar. That's because I'm eating. I'm eating. Lies. Don't believe you. You getting the sardines? Hmm? Hmm. Cans of sardines for you? Um, Because, you know, they just sat there. I'm sure they have a shelf life. They're, oh, I'm they're sure they you do. know, yeah. preserved in salt. So they were just sitting there until somebody wanted them. So if toxic drinks haven't worked, toxic food might. Let's try this. So a can was opened of the sardines, you know, (laughs) clicked open. They left it for a week until it had gathered enough bacteria to be lethal. They made it rotten. They, They made, so we're back to rotten food. We're back, we're back to rotten food. So they decided it's fine. Michael Malloy really likes rye bread. We're going to make him a sandwich. Okay. So the murder trust decided sardines on rye bread. Let's put some ground glass into it. Let's sprinkle some of the rat poison. Better idea. Add some metal shavings. Yum. The shavings, which actually was just the can itself, um, actually were a handy means of like, well, I don't know, destroying evidence. Right? No can. We don't have open cans of sardines. No, because we fed it to our victim. So that's that's his last meal. This is what he's going to eat. Fucking shards of glass and rotten fish and rat poisoning and metal. Yeah. Oh, and some rye bread. Yep. It's a, it's a good, that's a good meal. No? Does he fucking eat it? Fucking crunchy. <laughs> Fine, it's just bones. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene from Little Rascals when Darla's eating her sandwich. Mm. Kitty oh my her. god, yeah. <laughs> it was crunchy. <laughs> so when the sardines f- like smelled absolutely foul, I'm like sure, I'm sure they're like, okay, oh, that's contaminated. Okay, <laughs> we're good. So Murphy took the sardines, spread it onto the slice of bread, mixed in some carpet tacks, <laughs> worked in shavings of the sardine can because a local machine shop had just helpfully prepared that. <laughs> Weren't you sitting here going, how are they like shaving I was. It? I was wondering. I'm yeah. Like, a I machine shop was like, I got this for you. I don't know why you need it, but okay. And then they put on another piece of bread and they were like, here's your sandwich. Right. So Malloy was just like, oh, my God, thank you. I was getting hungry. I needed, I needed food. Thank you. So he chomped on it. He chewed on it. He swallowed. He finished everything. And licked his fingers. Oh, my God, so good. He Literally, walked. it was rotten fish. 
Literally, it was wrong. In carpet tacks. <laughs> and he ate all of it. And rat poisoning. Does he not have taste buds? He washed it down with more drinks of methanol. And uh, he was, he. it was hard. He had to, like, feel his way <laughs> out of the bar, like, holding on to the bar, like, walking down. I'm going to go home. Oh. Whew. Is it going to It's going to work. So the murder trust were like, ah! that was it. That was it. They were so excited. He's either going to die of food poisoning or a stomach hemorrhage. Oh. Because carpet tax and shit. You don't digest that. <laughs> you're supposed to rip that. Him to shreds. So in the morning, there was no death notice. Don't tell me he walked his ass in there at noon. He did. <laughs> He did. And he sat down ready for another drink. And he was like, by the way, I, n- I want another of those sandwiches. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't use fucking awesome. But yeah, he was like, give me more of that. I want more drinks and I want another sandwich. Let's go. The trust stood there going, <laughs> just like you right now. They're like, on purpose? You want, you want more uh, on purpose? <laughs> yeah. So they just looked at him like in complete disbelief, kind of like you're looking at me right now. I just can't even wrap my mind around. So this. Tony stood there and he's looking at Michael Malloy, going, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" And he turned around and went back to the office and just went like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> he was dumbfounded. I I'm dumbfounded and it's not I'm not there. I didn't. So they were done. They're like at this point, just take a what do out. we? They're like, what else do we do? No logical ideas here. All they can come up with is poisoning. <laughs> That's not the only way people die. <laughs> They're like, it's got to be poisoning. Or stomach hemorrhage. And nothing's happening. Maybe so just leave him alone. Finally, Tony was like, fuck it. I have an idea. Oh, my God. So they acted on one of the coldest nights of winter. Outside, there was actually a snowstorm and an icy, icy wind. The temperature was 14 degrees below zero. Ew. Yeah. Isn't that joyous? Ew. So, Tony encouraged Michael Malloy to drink himself stupid, right? Like, you remember how awesome it was to fall off your bar stool and fall asleep on the floor? Remember how you liked that? Let's do that again, my dude. Let's do that. Okay. So, Tony Marino and Pasqua carried unconscious Michael Malloy, because he did it, of course, free drinks, to Harry Green's taxi, which was just precisely waiting outside. Of course it was. They lifted him into the back seat. The two men got in beside him. They drove to Claremont Park, where the coatless Michael Malloy was then carried from the road, from from the taxi, Right. right, to the park. They laid him in the wet snow behind some bushes. They're like, it's fine. We'll just do this. They opened his shirt. They poured five gallons worth of water over him. And then they left. They were hoping he was going to freeze to death. They're like, this has to work. We did this. The, remember the prostitute? She was in an apartment. Right. And she, Open window. Right. Dead. So the next day, they were like, that's it. This is it. Tony Marino came up with the idea. He's the leader. He knows because his girlfriend dead. Right? It worked. Right. So they're like searching. 
my grandmother would wake up every day and look at the newspaper and she was looking at the obituaries to see if she was there when i was working at the bank she's like for more customers okay so my grandma would do it looking for her own name to make sure she's still alive (laughs) (laughs) oh god i would say what are you doing grandma she's like i'm just making sure i'm still alive and i'm not like in ghost form looks like i'm good So that is what this group did. They're like, we're going to have to look. Of course, the papers didn't say anything. And they were like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's too early. Maybe they found him too late to print it in the paper. You know? Yeah. That takes time. So that evening, Pasqua showed up with, like, a really bad head cold from being out the night before. Right? So he's like, it was fucking cold outside. Duh. I am sick, right? So he's got to be dead. Yeah. Until he walked in at squeak. noon. Squeak. Opening the speakeasy door, there's Michael Malloy. <laughs> Motherfucker won't die. Standing there, like, invigorated, <laughs> refreshed. He's ready to go. He was like, last night's party, my jam. What is happening? And he marched over to the bar going, drinks, need a drink, free drinks for me. Knock them back. Here we go. Oh, my God. This has been like months. (laughs) (laughs) Why haven't they given up already? I think they started this in, remind you, like November. It is now like February, maybe? Or January? It's been a couple months. We're doing this for like months now. This wasn't like a... Remember, the other girl, she... One shot and done. Wow. So that night, the gang was frantic. They huddled and decided to call in an expert. Apparently, there were experts in this. What kind of person is an expert at murder? (laughs) Me. (laughs) They didn't have true crime podcasts back then. So they called in a friend named Anthony Bastone. He went by Tough Tony. Of course he did. And he was a professional killer, also known as a hitman. Hitman, I forgot about those. She's like, oh, those professionals. Right, right. I never right. called one. Never used them. Oh, wait, wait, seriously, like, how do you find their numbers? That's what, see, because I know it's like a word of mouth thing, but if you start telling too many people, that's how you get caught. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't either. And I don't know people in prison. I, I know people who should be in prison, but I don't know people actually in prison. I mean, I know a person in prison. Oh, okay, but I... I don't think it would be good to ask him if we know if they know Hitman. You know, like no. I just think you're not supposed to talk about it because then it can. So lead then, back how to if you. you can't talk about it, how did how do they get business? I don't know. I don't think they have business cards. What do we say on a tough Tony Hitman at your fingertips? Call five five five. Hit this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know how that. So. Here's here's what they did. They're like, Tough Tony, here's what's going on. This is everything we've done. <laughs> okay? This is what's been going on. We need your help. Because we need him dead. He not dying. You need to do it. Oh, he told them, point blank. He looked at them. He's like, stop being fancy. 
You're being too fancy. You're doing too much. Okay? Just murder him outright. So Tony didn't want anything obvious. He wanted it to look like an accident. Right. So tough Tony goes, I can do it. I can I can do it. It looked like an accident. I'll do it. I don't know if that's what he sounded like, but that's exactly what I pictured him to sound yeah. like, though. So see, I good with voices. I like yeah. ro- I'm like Robin Williams. No, you're right. I do good facial expressions, not voices though. <laughs> Nobody can see you doing that except for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Oh so God. the next day at three in the morning, I don't know why we. Why when are do we, we doing the shit? And th- maybe that's when the bar closes. So they're like, okay, everybody's out now because I gathered all my money from the actual people who pay that I'm not trying to kill. Three in the morning. <laughs> It's also the bewitching hour. I was just going to say that. Maybe they need to be asking the ghosts to help out. Maybe they should. The demons. I I may know somebody back at my place. <laughs> I don't think they'll tell the police. I don't think they will either. <laughs> so they decided to use Harry Green's taxi again. Logical. Because the props. So Tony and... Tough Tony. Yep. They drove out to the deserted intersection of Baychester Ave and Gun Hill Road. Hmm. Okay. What were they going to do there? Well, Michael Malloy was passed out because of course he was drinking. He was drunk. Mm-hmm. So he sat like slumped over between them. They dragged him out into the intersection. Okay. And held him up. <laughs> like each Tony had an arm. Okay. Michael Malloy is like just. You know, like a rag doll. Like a scarecrow. Like, yeah. Or okay. a rag doll. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Scarecrow usually sticks, sticks holding him up. Right, right, right. So they're holding him up. They're pulling him taunt like those uh, stretch Armstrongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're pulling him taunt. So Harry Green backed up his taxi. Okay. And then he pressed on the gas as hard as he could. And he just catapulted his cab towards them at 45 miles per hour. I don't know if it just couldn't go faster than that. I mean, it's 1930s. I don't know how fast the cars yeah, could go. Probably. That's probably really fast. So Tony and Tony let go of Michael Malloy's arms because they don't want to get hit. So they, they do that and jump out of the way while Harry Green comes to hit Michael Malloy. Okay? He smashes into Michael Malloy, throwing him into the air. Knocking him down, running him over. Okay? That bastard got up, didn't he? They left him in the street. They just left him. They're like, good, let's go. We need to leave. So they're like, this is it. Let's go celebrate. Let's go have a drink. We're done. Dead. That's the story of Michael Malloy. Shut up! I won't, I guess I guess we could have only done this in part one. I'm, no. I'm just kidding. <sighs> Although Michael Malloy didn't appear at Marino's the next day, so they're not sure what's going on. In fact, it was two weeks. It's not the story of it's not the end of the story, but you know. So he two weeks go by, they're like, Well, he's definitely dead, but now they had to prove it to the insurance companies. So they read the obituaries. 
No mention of Michael Malloy. They visited the morgue. No Michael Malloy. They phoned every hospital. No Michael Malloy. He literally got hit by a taxi, thrown into the air, ran over, and then vanished from Earth. <laughs> Gone. Tony, tough guy Tony goes, we are not going to waste any more time. We need to find somebody else, another bum, run him over, identify him as Michael Malloy, and then collect the insurance money. So now we need a fake person to be Michael Malloy. Because <laughs> they, they need a circus. They need a body. So they tried it. And the new victim, who I don't know who it is, actually clung to life after being hit um, at Fordham Hospital. And so they still did not have a dead man. <laughs> they really suck at this. They it's should just stop. So, so in the third week of Michael's disappearance, the barflies at Tony Marino's were thrown into like a turmoil. Like, you know, barflies. Michael Malloy himself was like a barfly. And in he walked... And sat down at the bar. He said, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was not here. My apologies. I've been in the hospital. Um, I don't know what happened, but I was at the hospital. And all of these murder trusts were going, what the fuck? <laughs> we called. We were so worried looking for you. We, we were Maybe worried about where you were. Michael Malloy. No, the hospital neglected to just list him as a patient. They just didn't do it. They just didn't do their job. So Michael Malloy goes, it's fine. I'm okay. There was a car accident. I'd suffered a concussion and a fractured shoulder. I'm fine. Clearly, you're walking into I the am, bar. I am okay. Here's what I need. I need a drink. <laughs> That's what he said. He's like... I, I'm sure ready for a drink. Oh, my God. The murder trust is standing there going, what the fuck? At this point, we should just probably murder one of us. Yeah, right. right. You know what I mean? So they're like, this is, this is ridiculous. We have chosen a man who is indestructible. Yep. So one more time. Yep. To Tough Tony decided that they stop using their fancy ways. Stop being clever, which is what he said the first time. Right, the man that is still didn't dead. work. Right. They're like, he's like, we're going to do this the quickest, easy way, and then we'll cash in on the policies. Right. We know. That's been the plan from day one. Everybody's hands got in. One, two, three, murder trust. Break. Right? They're, they were all in. Yeah. Yes, let's do this. So Murphy, the bartender, he offered his room for the next takedown plan. He's like, I got this. So on Washington's birthday, happy birthday, Washington, the murder trust treated Michael Malloy to his quota of drinks. Here's your pass out drinks. We yeah. know you like that. He drunk them down as usual and passed out. Okay. Daniel Kressberger then said, Michael Malloy, come, come with me. I've got more new kinds of alcohol. Just come with me. Let's drink. So they filled him with more alcohol. Oh, my God. Then he was held down, okay, because now he's, they got him in the room, gave him more alcohol, some new kind of alcohol. And then Murphy stuffed a gas pipe into Michael Malloy's mouth and just let him die of carbon monoxide poisoning. 
they let the gas fill him. In fact, Cressberg said his face is all purple. In the morning, Michael Malloy is found dead. Dr. Frank Manzella was called to write the death certificate. He certified that Michael Malloy had expired from lobar pneumonia. There, there was alcoholism, too. That, that was a thing that contributed to this. So Michael Malloy, who had been dubbed names like Mike the Durable or Iron Mike, had died. You look like you're going to, like, cry. Just what a way to go. I thought this was going to be, like... I couldn't actually... I couldn't find a picture of Michael Malloy at all. Um, I found a... um, I found a... I found one picture that we can't put up. And I only found a few pictures, like two pictures. Um, One, I believe it's Pasqua. I'd have to look. And then... um, the other was Tony Marino. But I do have one picture and I'm not going to post it because they will probably make me take it down. Um, and this is the only photo that I have of Michael Malloy. And that is after everything happened to him and he's dead. Yeah. So it's it's not good. It's not good. So <clears throat> for the promise of $400 from the insurance payoff. Undertaker Pasqua said that he would take care of Malloy. He would like embalm him or cremate him and it would remove any evidence of the real cause of death. Right? So a cardinal signal of carbon monoxide poisoning is it causes a victim's body to turn like a cherry red color. Huh. So instead, Pasqua like... Um, he, he, he involved spending only like $22 on turning Michael Malloy into like ash. He placed him in a $10 pine coffin and buried him in a $12 plot. Yeah. He was like, we're going to do this instead. And that was at Ferncliff Cemetery in Westchester. So he did such a bad job at doing any of this. That he had not even emptied Michael Malloy's pockets. Oh, my God. He's a fucking He's idiot. just, like, put him into this pine box, and it's fine. So he was later exhumed because... Of course. He actually had a wad of chewing tobacco that was left undisturbed in his pocket. <laughs> Ew! Yeah. So because of all of this, it actually cost costed cost cost the murder trust their lives essentially so michael malloy was now safely in a grave tony marino did collect the insurance but he only received less than two thousand dollars why well most of it he kept for himself splitting only small shares with the rest of the trust i'm not sure why exactly Um, I couldn't find out, but here's what happened. He didn't share like he was supposed to share. He only gave them a little bit of money. So Pasqua decided he, he was mean. He would come back to haunt the murder trust. So he was, because it was very unhappy with Tony Marino. 
It was actually not long before Harry Green, the taxi driver, and Tough Tony, they were super pissed. Because their share was so small. And um, mind you, Tough Tony wasn't even part of this from the beginning. No. I didn't even know he was supposed to get a share. I didn't think he he was Because they just kind of brought him in. But I guess when you hire a hitman, you have to give him something. So they were all, like, less than discreet about it. They weren't like, oh, fucking, they didn't give me enough money. They, like, Harry Green was the biggest one. He voiced his concern. Oh, jeez. So there actually began local gossip because gossip. Of course. That's everywhere. Um, And it started to reach, like, the wrong person's ears. And, in fact, the take had been so small that the trust that the trust actually made a loss. Mind you, they spent so much money trying to kill the man. <laughs> They're idiots. So, of course, Tony Marino kept the biggest share, and it didn't even cover his expenses. So, two months after Michael Malloy just died, um, tough Tony was also killed. A bully and a two-bit thug... <laughs> He, he was actually murdered at the Mermaid by some other guy named John Mad- Magioni. So Magioni was actually another regular at the Mermaid. He knew far too much about Tony Marino and the whole murder trust. Oh, my. So he was actually, like, super mad about tough Tony being a bully. So he simply just, like, walked into the Mermaid and then shot him in the chest. Could you imagine the murder trust going, look how easy that was to murder somebody. I know. Why didn't we think about that? I didn't think to do that. Because they wanted to make it look like an accident. That was the problem. Again, they were trying to be too fancy, like Tough Tony said. So the murder trust didn't know that the talk about Tough Tony and Harry Green actually wrong, like, it reached the wrong set of ears. Meaning law enforcement? Like district attorney. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That would do so, it. Secrets only work if they're not spoken about, which Again. brings me back to Hitman, Hitman. right? Yeah. That's not what any of these people were doing because Harry Green and Tough Tony, they were like, I'm pissed. And they were just telling people, like, we did this job and we got five bucks. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know how much they got, but they were pissed. Right. And they were just telling everybody about it. And that's what brought them down. So district attorney Edward Foley had heard... A lot of rumors about an alleged insurance murder in the Bronx. He actually heard further rumors. Oh, God. About, like, engaging in murder for profit. So this was a problem because the DA knew that the game like this continued to kill until they were stopped. Like, because... Yeah, they're going to keep doing it. You do it. Right. You blow through the money, which is exactly what happened the first time. Right. And then they wanted to do it It's not like they put it in the stock market that was crashing. Right. right, You know, they weren't, like, investing. So luckily... He thought the rumors were worth following up on. And he's like, I'm going to look into this. And so he assigned assistant district attorney Edward Breslin to investigate. He's like, go, go look this up. So according to the local gossip, the victim was an unnamed Irishman. Nobody really knew who he was. But there was also an unnamed undertaker that was also involved. So together with uh, Detective Edward Burness... The district, the assisted district attorney checked every single death, death certificate they could find, okay, that was, like, issued within the last six months. Yeah. So there was only one that kind of fit what they were looking for, Michael Malloy. 
The death certificate was signed by Frank Menzella, and it listed Francis Pasqua as the undertaker. So the possible victim, which they're not even sure if this is him, was Irish, and the undertaker was Italian, just as the rumor said. Oh, this did not seem that difficult. <laughs> so with that in mind, the, the men decided to look more closely at Francis Pasqua. So they did not have enough evidence to request an autopsy. They're like, we can't just request that shit. Manzella, being a former alderman still with political connections, they knew they had to, like, tread carefully. Okay. <sighs> Breslin and Burness soon found that Pasqua had done virtually no undertaking business, like, lately. Like, he just hasn't. He's also known to be shady, like... In other ties, and I'm not exactly sure what that means, but he's just overall a shady person. Great. Okay. The man lives under a fucking umbrella. Like, shady. So, the worst thing was that the death certificate listed 1402 Fulton Avenue as a private residence instead of the rooming house that it actually was. So, I'm assuming that meant, like, there were a bunch of rooms. Let's just think, like a seedy hotel where people live. Yeah. But it was listed as, like, a home. Like, oh, where we are. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Uh -huh. And that's not right. So, <clears throat> it's actually a super big mistake to have that on the death certificate, especially if it's wrong, because they're going to investigate that. Yeah. You they're looking at it going, I know this address. That's not even right. So, they're like, now we have to figure this out. So, the insurance companies had no address on file for Michael Malloy. Why? Because, remember, the insurance oh, yeah, yeah, policies yeah, 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 yeah. were under uh -huh. Nicholas Mallory. Nicholas Mallory was said to be homeless, not renting a room at Fulton Avenue. It also listed Tony Marino as his beneficiary. And when Michael Malloy was a well-known regular at Tony Marino's, look at all the dots just being connected. Yep. So Tony Marino and Pasqua were put under surveillance Around the clock. Good. And all the discrepancies just were piling on. So, Brislin and Burness visited the address on Fulton Avenue. The landlady told them that it had been rented for Nicholas Mellory by his brother Joseph, whose description was a dead ringer for oh, the bartender yeah. at the Mermaid. What was his name? Oh, Red Murphy. Red Murphy. So they're like, okay, this is enough evidence. Let's request an autopsy. And that's what they did. Michael Malloy would return to haunt his murderers one last time. So due to his long-term alcohol consumption, his body was actually, like, well-preserved enough. Imagine so. Like, I, I don't understand. I mean, but could you, I mean, he's been through so much. <laughs> I'm not shocked. Nothing's killed him. He's got to yeah. be well off. He, he came back the next day and didn't even have hangovers practically. So um, <clears throat> here's what they could find. There, he had died of gas poisoning. You don't say. Not pneumonia. Mm. I know. I know. You're shocked. I know. Mm. I can't. So since he was well-preserved, the findings actually, they there was no way to not use them in court. It's like... It's clearer than anything. Yeah. So there was one last nail that needed to be put into the murder trust's coffin. 
All right. And it had come really close. Really, it was like from somebody really close to home. A clerk in the district attorney's office had been a reporter for the New York World when, you know, what was her name? Betty or Maybell Carson? Yeah. Yeah, when she had died. So having covered the case personally, he remembered that she also had been insured and that her sole beneficiary was Tony Marino. He also remembered that when she died, it was at Marino's apartment at 3806 Third Avenue, right next door to the mermaid. So on May 12, 1933, the entire trust was arrested. Yeah. Green and Cressberg were actually found really easily. Oh, you don't say. They were already in jail. <laughs> Harry Green, you remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He was there for firearms charges. Cressberg was there for robbery and assault. Crime members. They Crime don't members. stop. Nope. Don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Manzella was charged later with being an accessory after the fact, and then he was convicted. John Magoni had pled his killing to Tough Tony down to manslaughter, which oh. I don't know how you do that. The man yeah. just walked in and was like, bang, you're dead. Exactly. In return, I think it was more like a deal. In return, the district attorney spared him the electric chair. Magoni agreed to testify against the trust members when they were tried for first-degree murder. So honoring his word, he did just that. And he was a regular, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he knew what was going on. So th- th- here's, here's, here's the principal members, remember? Tony Marino, Daniel Cressberg, Red Murphy, Francis Pasqua. Mm-hmm. They were all convicted of first-degree murder with no recommendations for mercy. They're like, nope, fuck that. You're staying in jail. Once they were caught, each of them had blamed the others. Of course. Because they didn't want the death sentence. Um, But they were not any better at doing, like, lying. They They really just sucked at everything that they did. Yeah. So their lies did no good against the solid evidence. That's the problem here. The the police are going, here, tell us what happened. And they're lying and they're lying. And they're like, that doesn't match the evidence. So Green and Maggioni would go to Sing Sing General's population. Okay. Green served 13 years and then he was released. Ew. The other trust members were destined for Sing Sing's death house. They, of course, appealed. They were rejected. Their only hope was actually Governor Herbert Lemon. 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 L E H M A N. Lemon. Yeah, it's Lemon. Oh, okay. So he was actually known for like his attitude towards clemency. Like he he was pretty reasoning towards like clemency you know what that means no like just letting people off he was like he was really so the state's appeals court had like a panel of seven seven judges whenever there was a condemned condemned inmates appeal and it was denied by a four to three lehman usually was it lehman 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 he usually just granted clemency and was like okay yeah i agree for the appeal to go through so the appeals court had vote had not voted closely at all. So Layman was not interested. So for the murder trust, 
All was now lost. They didn't need Layman. He didn't need to be a tie breaker. So on June 8th, 1934, Pasqua, Cressberg, and Marino walked their last mile to Sing Sing's electric chair. You know, I'm sure that's not what that sounds like. (laughs) I wonder if their tongue does that. I'm sure it does. Everything else shakes. True. Their eyeballs, do they shake too? Mine do. I don't like that. (laughs) So there was actually um, Murphy who did not go with them because he was actually granted a temporary stay of execution. So I'm not sure. But he watched from his cell as they just, like, were led away and then never came back. His stay actually ran out, and he followed in their footsteps, and he died alone on July 5th. Good. The same year of 1934. So, unlike the trust, state electrician Robert Elliott did his job properly and at a profit. A reporter for the New York Daily Mirror watched Tony Marino, Cressberg, and Pasqua die. He later write, he, he wrote this. He wrote, the KWEE of the dynamo, 2,000 volts and 10 amps. The raw saw current that tears one apart. Three shocks. It was the state's toast to Mike the Durable. Mike the Durable. So the murder trust was now dead and buried. Good. Okay. Their own greed and their incompetence just like. Good. They're fucking idiots. Yeah. So had they chosen to kill anybody other than Michael Molloy, they actually, they would have gone on to kill again. So oh, I'm sure. I think them choosing Michael Molloy was a really good thing, even though, unfortunately, he died. Yeah. But nobody else then died. Um, because they spent so much time fucking trying to kill this man. Because they're fucking idiots. <sighs> they actually might have, like, become good at it if they had enough practice, but... Michael Malloy and dying just saved lives. Yep. Unfortunately. I did find his grave on Find a Grave. You did? Um, yeah, it's I'm kind of pissed about it. Um, it is donned with a photo of alcohol. I kid you not. There's like no photo except the one I showed you that's completely inappropriate of him dead. There's no photo of him. And so they put up um uh, alcohol. In a glass. Sure did. And then there was, like, also an article of a very short story about him. So he actually is in an unmarked grave somewhere in the Ferncliff Cemetery, which really pisses me off. Where's Ferncliff? It's not in New York City. Oh, okay. But, like, why is it unmarked? You knew where he was. You knew what this man went through. Like, why did we not put a marker? Did we not use markers back then? There are people out here in... Cemeteries near my house that have markers. And they were born in the 1800s. Well, and it's 2023. Why doesn't he have one now? I, well, they don't know where he is. They, they've lost it. They, he's, he's in Ferncliff Cemetery, but they're not sure where. Can't we just walk through it and find it? I, with what? Like, didn't you just say it has a picture? Oh, you mean the website has a picture. The Find not, a Grave has a picture. Gotcha. There, this man is in a cemetery... I mean, eventually, do you think they'll run out of room? And then they're like, okay, this is the last spot where we... And then they they dig down and they're like, oh, my God, there's somebody here. I mean, that could happen. That could happen, right? Yeah, that... Yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Oh, I'm sure it does happen. We just don't hear about it. 
Well, why didn't they find Michael Malloy yet then? So <clears throat> other people who are in the cemetery is Harold Arlen. He actually is the composer of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh. Tom Carvel. You don't know who that is? He's the founder of Carvel Ice Cream. Oh. Um, Jim Han- Henson. Oh, I know who that is. The Muppets. The Muppets. He created them. Musician John Lennon. Civil rights leader Malcolm X. Actor Christopher Reeve. Okay. Many, many more. Oh, wow. But I find it super sad that this man who just iron Mike, like, poor man went through shit. I mean, he was an alcoholic and shit, and you know how I feel about that, but, like, he didn't deserve this. No, it didn't seem like he was a bad guy. I I really, I really hope he rests in peace while his killers are, like, sucked on by maggots. I really feel like his body should have went to medical science to see why he did not die. <laughs> There's got to be a reason. Like, the yes. man ate tax and shit. Like, how yes. How did he not the die? The amount of poison. Yeah, rat poison, just, like, all the chemicals. I don't understand. Rotten fish, like, methanol. Like, he was hit by a car, and he was like, God, all On top of all of the alcohol. Yeah, he was like, it was a car accident. I was... I was hit. I'm really sorry I wasn't here to drink. I wasn't here for the, to help y'all in the um, alcohol thing y'all had going on where I needed a drink for free. I'm sorry I wasn't here. I was in the hospital. You know, like, I don't understand. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it there. I got nothing else I can do. She's got, (laughs) we spoke too soon. She's stuck. I swear, it. my fingers just slip in holes. That's bad. Stop it right now. <laughs> She's, I'm going to take a picture I of I should it. just James, be. So you can see it. A femiquin. Just st- stuff me as a femiquin. Not, oh, stuffed femiquins. That it just went in, fuck my life. <laughs> That's the story of. <laughs> I'm going to send this to James right now. Michael Malloy. <laughs> Aren't you so glad that you got to hear the rest before everybody else? Yeah, I am. Because I I would have been really, this would have been playing in my head. I can't get it out. A week long. Okay, I can't get it out. Hey, y'all, stay. I don't have my notes up. And I can't think because my my finger's pulsating in the hole. It's you got to send it to me. Everybody's going to need to know what's going on. I'm going to have to fucking post it. <sighs> I And it's not like you could just unscrew it off of the door because there's a back. We need lotion. There's lotion right behind you. Okay. Where? I need to go home. I'm going to take your door with me. Where's the lotion? I can't turn. That's a great story. <laughs> See you next episode.